Welcome to From Beyond, a podcast about consciousness, metaphysics, and a wide variety of provocative spiritual topics. Cindy Riggs is an internationally renowned Universal Channel author and spiritual consultant. Cindy has been practicing professionally since 1997, and she has a unique and fascinating perspective on spirituality. Welcome back to From Beyond. Welcome back, Jeffrey. Hey, great to be here as always. I want to talk more about blocks today. Sounds appropriate. In our last podcast, Command Pod One, we went through about half of the blocks in the book, my newest book, Commandification, Commanding Manifestation. And now we're going to go through the rest of the blocks today. Yep. Things that cause people to block themselves because people come in all the time to my office and say, I feel like I've got a block. Mm-hmm. Not just a writer's block that we hear about, but I'm blocked because things aren't changing in my life. Things aren't the way I want them to be. I must be blocking them or something must be blocking me. And the first one is actually outside influences. Mm-hmm. This is halfway through the blocks chapter. Outside influences. So I hear a lot of blame mm-hmm. on things such as electromagnetic frequencies, um, chemtrails, cellular radiation. Um, I hear a lot about these frequencies that people read about and hear about, but then there's like, oh my gosh, toxic. Everything's toxic. The environment's toxic and our water's toxic and our food is toxic. And, oh, so one night I was channeling the Buddha years ago for a group and someone in the group said, well, what's the right diet for us? You know, like if everything's so toxic, what are we supposed to do? And the Buddha said, you can eat all the healthy foods. You can drink the cleanest water, but your negative thinking is far more toxic to your body than Uh anything in your environment, he said. That's correct. So here we go back to beliefs. You know, if I believe that there's electromagnetic frequencies attacking me in my house, then I'm making myself more susceptible to EMFs, even though when we were born, our soul knew what environment we were going to be in. Mm-hmm. And it's our job to keep our bodies strong and healthy and, and not worry about that stuff. Because worry and beliefs, well, as I've mentioned before, all of these blocks in the book are really just the mind. Correct. Yeah, and I think it's worth clarifying that that everything outside of you is an outside influence, and we're we're talking specifically about things in the environment um, that can be those things. And obviously, we'll talk a little bit more about blocks that are outside influences as we go. But like listening to you, we're we're talking about physical things or energy things in the environment around you. Right. Right. With that said, I would also say you know something as simple. Social media could be an outside influence that blocks you. Like to me, and I know people, kids, former students, that kind of stuff. That that their face is incessantly in their phone or in their device, looking at social media, and certainly can block you um, in the ways that you look at things, the perspectives that you have, but also can just block what you're trying to accomplish on a daily basis. The person who sits on their phone for, you know, two, three, four hours looks up and they don't have time now to do simple things like 
cut the grass, finish homework, those kind of things. They put them off because they have wore themselves out with the worry and the whatever comes from the social media that too tired and then turn around and like they've lost a good chunk of the day to just have their, their nose in a phone. Like those kind of influences can block your process. Right. Or it's the adrenaline rush of seeing funny stuff and seeing um, stuff that makes you smile. I mean, there's a lot of inspirational stuff on social media. I post inspirational stuff, but it's like a dopamine hit Mm -hmm. every time there's something fun. Mm -hmm. And so there's an addiction to that chemical in the brain rather than getting done what we need to get done. We're just seeking those getting high, basically. Right. Seeking those momentary pleasures for sure. Get that dopamine hit. So there's also addictions to news. Mm -hmm. Addictions to politics one way or the other. Mm -hmm. uh, Other current events. And of course, conspiracy theories. I already mentioned one. Um, And that can block us. We have to remember, as I believe we've talked about, there's always another point of view that a person can choose. And I think it's important that we're always looking at more than one. 100%. 100%. No matter what it is. Um, The next section is other people and comparisons. Which a nice transition with social media, right? Because we're always looking to see what other people are doing to see if we're doing the quote unquote right things, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Or to make ourselves feel better because we're not as unfortunate as somebody who just mm-hmm. whatever yep. <laughs> they, they show on their post. But I hear a lot of people in my office talk about toxic people in their life. How can I get rid of these toxic people? Well, first of all, you're labeling them toxic, which they are not. They're just people. Mm-hmm. And if you are perceiving them as toxic, then you're creating a, a judgment. You're creating a label for them. And then you're determining that that's not good for you. Mm-hmm. But that's not something you can control. Correct. Much less calling that energy into your own environment, which will by and large make you toxic, right? Right, right. Right. But you can't blame the other person for you being unhappy. Correct. 100%. And so that's, I mean, there is a blame and victimhood section, but it's kind of the same thing. Mm -hmm. Why do we compare ourselves to others? That's blocking us. There are people who will say, well, you know, all my friends have a baby now. Mm -hmm. What's wrong with me? Why am I blocking it? Why don't I? And I'm like, what if your soul doesn't want to have one yet? Mm -hmm. You know, like why (laughs) you don't have to keep up with everybody else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's hard. And even more so now to, to not try to keep up with, uh, with others. But like, I appreciate what you wrote in here, quoting Deepak Chopra with noticing the moment you become upset is the moment you're attempting to control another person, which is what creates that block. Like you're attempting to say like, you're toxic. I don't want you to be toxic. So you change. So I don't feel like you're toxic and I don't feel bad. And I don't feel like I'm in a terrible environment. You fix it. When truly, as we talked about with all these blocks, you have the power to say, I'm not going to attach to that. I'm not going to be a part of that. I'm not going to worry about that. Then. I don't have to choose for that to affect me. And that goes back to stoicism where we can choose to have no opinion. Remember? Mm-hmm. 100%. No opinion. <laughs> we can choose no opinion. 
even when we care what others think about us mm-hmm. we're blocking ourselves because we can't control that either mm-hmm. um now i i do note in the book if we are an employee it's important to deliver what is being asked of us sure if what is being asked seems unreasonable then it's our job to do some research advocate for ourselves or choose to make a change yeah and it still falls in alignment with like if you don't agree with the work you're doing like you don't have to work there now i know there will be people who are listening saying well i got to make money i need insurance like i right we're not asking anybody to put themselves in a horrible position of not having resources to take care of family and themselves but work is an at-will choice. We want to make sure we have the resources available, of course, to to take care of our our family and ourselves. You want to make the most money for the least amount of time. Like that's not a bad desire at all from the standpoint that, yes, I want to have time to do the things I want to do while being able to take care of my responsibilities. But in no way, shape, or form are we talking about leave your job if you don't like it without something else to do. Like that's, that's not the concept here. But the concept overarching to me is real simple, which is, if you are going to work and it feels like work, that's probably your, your soul, your intuition, your inner your inner self telling you something that maybe it's time to look at doing something different. Maybe that's up to you to maybe. decide. No, I worked for a boss who I would call abusive. Okay. And everyone else would call him that as well. Hmm. And um, I decided not to allow that behavior to affect my work. Mm-hmm. I still was producing what I was supposed to produce, doing was what was asked of me, and I decided not to care how he was treating me. Mm. And it made everything easier for me. And people were like, how are you doing this? Because <laughs> I don't care. If you really like your job, which I did, I love sure. the job, then who cares how they're treating you now? He'd be an HR nightmare now. <laughs> this, sure. was, this was a while ago, but still like I figured out how to choose no opinion then mm-hmm. and just do what I was supposed to be doing and not care because there would be people like, you can't talk to me like that. And then he fired them, <laughs> you right. know? So I just decided to be neutral on it. And so that is a possibility. If that's a block and you really like the job and you really can't find anything else, then perceive it differently. Sure. Don't care about those little details because some people just have personalities that are intense, let's say. Well, and that fits in with the previous category of outside influences because there are going to be people in that work environment who are going to say, that's not okay. You need to, well, you know what? No, you don't need to. If you are strong enough and you are neutral enough to say, I'm not letting that bother me because that's not worth my time. I do love what I do, you know, and, it, and unless it's an unsafe environment, i.e. you're being physically harmed, like we would never right. tell you to take physical abuse or whatever. Obviously. But like if it is, if it is something that you can go ahead and work your way through, sure, why not? Just makes you stronger, makes you... Um, able to handle, tolerate, all that kind of stuff. Right. Oh gosh, it's sure to make me stronger. Wow. Sure. It was really, really a great lesson or learning experience rather. That whole attachment to other people in comparisons. I appreciate the the quote 
uh, by Esther and Jerry Hicks uh, through Abraham saying, attempting to guide yourself through the approval of others is futile and painful. Like, I don't think it's any more plain than that particular quote continuing, but you may trust your inner guidance. That's what it's there for. In fact, it's really the only thing you can trust because it holds the complete understanding of who you really are. And the fact of the matter is, is that if you guide yourself that way, you will have lower stress levels. Like you will have more peace. You will enjoy things more because you are listening to what true self is versus the actions and outside influences and comparisons and all those things of others. Like that whole first part of that quote about attempting to guide yourself through the approval of others is both futile and painful. Yeah. All you got to do is look around. You can see it. Right. See it every day. Mm -hmm. And in the book, I do help the reader understand who they really are. Mm -hmm. Anytime a person is waiting for someone else to change so they can be happy so they themselves can be happy. Mm -hmm. They're going to be waiting a long time. 100%. Our world was not designed to make us happy. Correct. Neither was everyone else. Correct. <laughs> we are the only ones that can choose happiness for ourselves. Correct. 100%. So the next section is spirit entities. Oh boy. Can of worms opened. Sure. Um, <laughs> this is one that I don't want to talk too much about because I've already done a podcast on mm -hmm. um, spirit entities and clearings and ghost busting. Often people will try to blame some kind of spirit attached to them for their behavior. And while that is a thing that occurs mm -hmm. once in a while, I rarely see that as such an intense situation that their behavior is directly being influenced by a spirit, mm -hmm. such as spirit possession. Right. It's very rare. I have only seen it a handful of times in my whole career. However, that being said, I do clear people of any attachments if I find them. But some people get obsessed with that. Oh, this attachment told me to do this. Or I must have an attachment because I'm not choosing the right thing to do or whatever. With our free will, I have to say, we have the power to override entities, any spirit energy that is low frequency, there is no ghost or entity or shadow realm being that can actually harm us unless we believe they can, just right. like people. If we believe people can harm us, then they will bully us. Yeah. Well, one of my favorite things that you do and you've taught me is just to ask the simple question of, are you from the light? And that just, that shuts that conversation down. It does. And there is a piece that you have to internally do, which is you have to, to calm yourself, put yourself in a space where you can listen internally. Like you have to go ahead to say, I'm going to listen. And so when you say that you need to sit there for a second and truly listen because if it's from the light, you'll know and you'll feel it. If it's not from the light, you'll know and you'll feel it. Right. But I also always go back to, and this is a, a point we talk about a lot, which is there are no messages in your head that are truth unless they come from a place of love. It's right. really simple. Very simple. There is nothing coming from the universe that's going to tell you, fill in the blank, that you are not good enough, that you are being possessed, yep. that you are like universe doesn't work that way no, so or that it's dangerous that head, that's what you're going to create right 
Right. No, your inner guidance will never say it's dangerous to do this or it's dangerous to do that, or you shouldn't try that. Mm -hmm. It's always inspirational. Mm -hmm. That's true. So in the book, I have my protection statement that I give people if they feel like they want to establish a protection field around them. But then I've had people say, well, I'm saying that thing like 50 times a day and I'm still getting attacked by something. And I'm like, okay, 50 times a day means you're addicted to the problem and you're too fearful because fear is what's attracting something. And is there really something there? Who knows? Our minds can create those things, mm -hmm. those entities with fear. So you've got to get out of the fear. Yep. It's your choice. Like no, no outside influence, like I did that, can actually... <laughs> make you do those things like you have to choose you are right. given free will you're given free choice you can choose to say dude that's not that's not a love-based statement i'm out like right right we've heard people say the devil made me do it uh, yeah. he made you and and what's this devil character yeah. Yeah. i don't know what that is yeah i really don't uh -huh. so the outside influence of a spirit entity is usually not as intense as people think. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't suggest going there to blame why you're blocked. Why yeah. You the universe responds to your, your statements, like in yeah. a loving way. Oh, you want to talk about that? Cool. Let's keep talking about that. Awesome. Yeah. Right? right. Like it's, right. it's, it's, it's like the genie in the lamp, man. They'll, they'll grant your wish depending on what energy you give it. That's right. So the next section is past lives and karma. And I get this all the time too. I must have blank in a past life. And that's why I am now blank or blocked. You know, like I must be here um, evening out some karma because I must have done something bad in a past life. And oh my gosh, all of this mental energy going towards something that we will never know for sure. Sure. <laughs> now I read past lives. I do past life regression. Uh-huh. I can even clear past lives if someone has died in another lifetime and not crossed over yet. Right. That's part of my defragmenting session. Mm -hmm. In fact, most of this book is part of my defragmenting session. Right. Karma. People try to understand karma. Can you clear my karma? First of all, karma, in my understanding, is not something that we can understand. Right. I say, in my understanding, we can't understand it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> It is a neutral force that happens without our knowledge to create harmony or balance. And I don't believe it's possible for us to understand it. So we really shouldn't waste our thought energy on the concept of karma because people think there's this whole like punishment thing going on here. Yeah. And they can't well, figure out why they're being punished now in this lifetime. So it's got to come from some other time. Again, the whole idea of we got to have something to blame, right? Right. It, it's amazing to me, and we've talked about this a number of times, like the concept of good and bad, like that's, that's a mind choice thing. Like, concept. It's a concept. Like it's, it's mm -hmm. karma in its simplest form is a lesson. Like in its simplest form, it's something to learn from. Mm -hmm. So when I think about the whole, you know, karma is a bitch, is it? 
Like, or did you just create uh, yeah. that because you didn't like the in the outcome, right? Right. I mean, Why is karma always bad? Right. It's it's just <laughs> it, it's it's fascinating to me, but I I appreciate that that reminder because to me karma is a lesson, and it just it is a lesson if you look at it in a neutral manner. What am I supposed to learn from this? Like you've removed that outside influence again to say. <laughs> this is bad and I need to like, no, that's, that ain't it. Or we could even elevate that to what is this experience providing me right. rather than a lesson we have to learn? You know, what is this experience providing me? Because everything that happens is for our benefit. Mm -hmm. And it's part of the divine order of our soul's intentions. Yep. So let go of the karma thing is my recommendation alcohol and drugs are up next mm -hmm. uh we all know about alcohol and drugs yeah and that's really all i want to say like that can be a block that can be a serious block i've seen it destroy people's lives sure. both alcohol and drugs i've had to see people that i know lose their their young adult children from drugs um, come up with every reason that you want to validate that it's okay to drink or to have a few drinks, um, but it doesn't usually lead to a good place and it can be a block. And we're not advocating, you know, sensible, common sense, adult-like behavior, mature behavior with alcohol. Um, drugs are a little different deal because law says you, you can't use them. Like, yet yeah, to me, it's it's about mature you know, free will choices with this stuff. Right. But like, as soon as you cross over to, I need, have to have, I can't do this without, like now you're into block territory because you've blocked yourself from, instead of, you know, taking something, getting up and going outside and walking in the sunshine to elevate your mood. Like mm -hmm. that's a pretty simple swap out that does not involve putting something toxic into your body. Yep. I think that's all we need to say about that because you said it. Is there an attachment there? Mm -hmm. And yep. there is there a justification? And I mean, South Park said it, right? Um, alcohol and drugs are bad, okay? I mean, that's all I needed right there. <laughs> oh, that's good. Thank you. Good Not that I'm attached to South Park or the concept that they're bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good impression. Thank you. I love it. Okay. Trauma, fears, and anxiety. This is the next section in the blocks chapter. Trauma. Wow. Trauma. What an interesting label that a lot of people use to say, well, this is why I can't whatever. Because yep. I had this trauma happen to me. We've all had trauma. All of us. Mm -hmm. Well, this was really bad. Okay. <laughs> whatever you're making it out in your mind is true. Because whatever we believe is true. Mm -hmm. If you believe that you're traumatized and you're scarred for life, then you are. Mm -hmm. And don't expect me to change anything about that for you. Sure. But how about stop labeling it as trauma and it's just something that happened? Because it's not happening anymore. So why do you keep re-energizing it in your mind, bringing it up, talking about it, thinking about it? All you're doing is reanimating it and getting supportive energy to make it to keep it alive really sure. to keep that energy alive 
Now, I also know this for our listeners, like you and I are not advocating if you are under a, a licensed medical professional's care for trauma, because there are things that happen to people that are traumatic. Of there are people who have anxiety and are being treated for those things. So we're not advocating this as a prescriptive deal. No. But at the end of the day, folks who always come to work with something, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Those outside attachments where they, they just can't get their work done that day and are not under a medical person's care. Like the attachment to that trauma to provide the excuse of, I can't get my work done. Like that eventually can lead to say dismissal from that job that we were talking about earlier. And now you've really created some trauma for yourself because you're not able to provide for your family or yourself, that kind of stuff. So um, I like, to me, this is, this is a great concept to talk about because folks do tend to attach to stuff and it does have serious impacts on the things that they're trying to accomplish just even on a daily basis. Yep. I agree. Fears and anxiety are kind of under that same category mm -hmm. and I can help with fears. I can help with phobias, um, with hypnosis. And so just because you're afraid of something doesn't mean you always have to be right. 100%. And that could, that can prevent you from doing things. If, if you're afraid of water, then you never get to go boating. Right. You never get to go swimming in the ocean. Right. Yep. But, water by itself is not dangerous you know there's yeah. just something in the mind that could just be repatterned perhaps yeah and for those who are thinking well if you can't swim it is dangerous totally agree with that but you can still right. go to the pool and you could choose to sit on the side and dip your feet in the water uh -huh. in a very shallow end of the pool that you could stand up in right right so that's right Obviously, we're not advocating that <laughs> if you don't know how to swim, don't go jump off a cliff. No. Into it. <laughs> but, Absolutely not. But the bottom line is, is that if you have that that fear, you can go ahead and say, look, I can choose not to engage with that in a manner that makes me scared. I can choose to with the support of others. Maybe I go sit with my best friend with my feet in the pool and let them sit with me and I feel safe. Like there are ways to work around that if you choose to. And the same thing goes for anxiety. Like you can choose to be present because anxiety, as you describe it, obviously in your book is mm -hmm. statements about the past and statements about the future. Cause you are in a place that you can't exist. Right. Like you, right. Can't, you can't be in that place. So being and 10 not, toes down, as the kids say, um, being 10 what, toes what down. What do the kids say? 10 toes down, which means be present, be where you okay. are. Okay. Okay. Like, that concept of being present can be something that can reduce anxiety in a moment. It's also thoughts of the past or the future. Mm -hmm. You don't even have to make statements right. because if you're thinking about it, the statements are happening in your head. So yeah, they're statements, but it's important that we realize that thoughts of the past or the future are typically anxiety. Even if it's something exciting that you want to happen, because obviously this book is about manifestation. Right. Um, it's still causing anxiety if you are not feeling like, where is it? You know, you're feeling like the attachment to it. Yep. yep. I agree. So I'm not saying anxiety is not a real brain chemistry issue, sure. but I am saying that I believe it's possible to 
make that a better situation for yourself with 10 right. toes down. 10 toes you, down. Yeah. <laughs> right. Isn't that fun. That is fun. <laughs> now, rituals and techniques. This one I've observed with some clients where, um, like I mentioned before, that, that protection statement, they, I'm saying it 50 times a day. Well, you're not getting anything done because mm -hmm. you're worrying about something attacking you. And then all you're doing is trying to protect yourself. And then you're worried that you're not protected. So you're trying to protect yourself again and again and again. And some of these rituals, like people start a spear ritual thing they do every day. And then how much time is that taken up? Yeah. You know, it's great to meditate, but you don't need to do it like for four hours a day. When it becomes a chore, like, and I've noticed this about just my own processes in, in the morning when I get up, like it took some time to let go of the idea that I have to be perfect and that I have to meditate every day. And it has to look like everybody else's meditation where I'm in this mm -hmm ohm state and i am working my way through the grooves of my fingers and like right. it's not that it, it it really is one having some grace on yourself depending on what you have to do that morning but more importantly that it's telling me look i didn't need to do that this morning this other thing got my attention this other thing has me doing something else and it's okay to not journal that morning it's okay not to meditate that morning it's okay not to set intentions until there's a better time to do it and guess what i'm a lot less stressed when i'm like dag on living in the past i didn't journal this morning my day's already screwed like it's it takes right. some time exactly some practice, but it's like right. man, rituals and processes are great but they've mm -hmm. got to flow as soon as you start forcing them or you start worrying about them or you start putting that that other type energy into them like they aren't any good and yeah you should probably expect blocks like right put negative yeah. energy into it so like okay cool that's exactly probably what was going to happen right right and you're beating yourself up because you didn't meditate this morning and then that's negative energy and that's self-destructive sure yeah <laughs> you're meditating to become yourself. peaceful well i must not be peaceful because i didn't meditate all right oh boy well, let's, let's wow. try that again. Yeah. <laughs> Be gentle with yourselves. Yeah, oh. Be kind. Love. Fear. Love. Yes. Fear. Mm. Right. Where is your mind? And are you being kind to yourself? Yeah. The last section of our blocks chapter is blame mm -hmm. and victimhood. And we've mm -hmm. talked a little bit about this already. Mm -hmm. But choosing to be a victim you talked about the person coming into work and they're all stressed out and they can't get their work done. Well, there are people who do that just for attention because they're trying to draw on the energy of others. And that's called an energy vampire mm -hmm. in some circles. And so I think people really need to be aware of when it comes to blame and victimhood, if you're choosing to be a victim, you're probably also choosing to try to get pity from other people. Yeah. I mean, we're seeking comfort in others. For right. sure. And if we're doing that, we're probably blocking ourselves. Probably. So probably. No, we've talked quite a bit about that one. And um, thank you, John Gordon, for the energy vampire concept. But like to us, as soon as you are seeking whatever it is on the outside, you're walking down the uh, block avenue and you you probably should plan on picking up someone along the way. It's it's really mm -hmm. pretty simple. Right. So 
I think it's important to remember that the past and future exist only in our thoughts. They are fantasies. So when somebody says, I'm unhappy with this other person, which we've already talked about. Mm-hmm. And in the next sentence, they say, but I love him or her. Notice the but. We've talked mm-hmm. about buts. Oh, yeah. Here we go. I ask them, who do you love? A fantasy of the person or what you're actually experiencing of the person? Because often this whole blame thing is related to the fantasy of who they thought that person would be or who right. they see the potential of them being or whatever. Right. Or the job or the whatever. Mm-hmm. Are you attached to a fantasy or are you attached to the the ten toes down reality? Yep. 100%. So those are the remainder of our blocks. Yeah. For today. And in the next podcast, we're going to talk about how to resolve them. Mm -hmm. Probably should do that, right? Set them all out there. And I'm sure people are saying, well, how do I resolve that? So yeah, we should absolutely do that. I would agree. So listeners, we hope you tune in next time to learn about how to resolve some of those blocks. Jeffrey, thank you very much for joining me today. Appreciate the opportunity as always. The book again is Commandification, Commanding Manifestation, available directly from my website, cindyriggs.com or Amazon. We will see you next time. Thank you and thank yourself for taking the time to entertain some new spiritual concepts today. I hope it has been interesting and or helpful. You can find Cindy's channeled books on Amazon. Kindle versions also available. And visit my website, cindyriggs.com.